Good morning, brethren. Good morning. 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 Psalm 24, this may be the, the longer message, but this is absolutely needful for us to get the second message. These have to be going in order. I, did, I, did it that way. I tended to be real short in my first one and long in the second one, but I got some new tools in my toolbox today. I've been here a long time watching men of old with their toolboxes, and I'm learning how to, which hammer do you? Sometimes you need a claw hammer, sometimes you need a ball peen, right? Different things do different different ways, so hopefully it'll it's a workout good for us. Um, in your bulletins, you'll notice there's another bulletin. I like to every article. Good, just spoke to me. I needed to hear that. I need that encouragement to me from Brother Paul's bulletin. That instead of trying to piecemeal and get it in there, I just put the whole thing in there. <laughs> it's good for you. Read it. It's good for you. <laughs> apply it to yourself. It's good for you. I applied it to me. It's good for me. Gave me some much needed confidence. Uh, and, and to, to do what the Lord's put in my hand to do, like Jeremiah, so fear not your faces. That's because he's afraid of the faces. And he told that. There's things I need to be told. Like, just do what you're supposed to do, Kevin. It'll be fine. I woke up yesterday and I thought, well, there's half of me, 50% of me, exactly, that just, I really feel like I got two messages burning in my bones to get out of me to put in your heart. And the other 50% of me wanted to change up my mustache, shave my head, change my name, and go down to Costa Rica and go, <laughs> go on the lamb. But it don't matter what I want. The Lord's gave us something to do. We'll see it in the second hour. Too. We need this first. Psalm 24, verse 1. This is a psalm of David here. It begins, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? We have an answer. He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him. That seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who's this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. Here in this song that the church used to sing, and we'll sing again. There's five parts to this song, five divisions there. The first two verses here declare who the Lord is. You're going to have to come face to face with that. All mankind, either in this earth or in eternity, is going to find out who the Lord is, not who you think he is, not who your sweet little grandma thought he was. You're going to find out who the Lord is. That's what this is about, who the Lord is, the true God of heaven and earth. And then we have a question, and thankfully we have an answer. Verse 3 asks, who shall ascend with that? <laughs> who shall ascend to the Lord? And with that, who shall stand in the presence of this true Holy, sovereign God. Not just happen to be up there on the mountain where He is. Who's going to stand in front of Him? 
we have the answer in verse 4. Who will sin and stand in his presence? And then in verse 6, we have the elect of the Lord, the bride of Christ. Where he is, there we will, we will be also. We're made one with him. We're made like him. We're made joint heirs with him. And it finishes with eternal praise to Christ our King. Verse 1 begins. The earth is the Lord's. And I thought about not moving past that today. I'm going to spend some time there. This needs said. It needs said. We're going to camp out here just for a minute. Mankind lives on the earth. We're all on this ball, same as like everybody else is. But we just saw there in, the, in England this week, a new king was crowned. That has, has right and owns a whole lot of land now. We got some, some dime store kings in this country buying up all the farmland they can get. They're big landholders. They own a lot of it. That's what mankind worries about, isn't it? We have countries. Divide up continents. On those continents, we got countries. We have borders to those countries. And then we split that up. And we divide it down to states or territories up in the north. We have states and territories. Then we divide that down. We get counties and, and towns and villages. And, things. and then we divide that down. We put a fence around that. And we say, this is mine. And we got a deed to our properties, don't we? Some people have land and they, they own it. They call it their own. And they do with that as they please. And no one can tell them different. This is my land. Let me tell you something. That's God's land. We sing that this is my land, this is your land. It ain't your land. You don't. You take it, go look at your deed. If you got one in a safety deposit box, go look it up. It ain't yours. That's God's piece of property. You're a tenant. You happen to be living there. And the sooner we find out we're trespassing, the better. He owns everything. This earth is his because he made it. He made it. He said, let there be light. You know what that means? He owns the light. SDG&E and that little LED bulb does not. I don't own that. You don't own it. That's his light. Well, that's a good perspective to start getting at. That'll change your whole life. It'll change your whole life. It's his light. Not Thomas Edison's, God's light. He told Job, when you, in your spare time, go read Job 38. When the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind after Elihu just straight got a hold of him. And that young fella got all them old, crusty fellas and just chewed them up one side and down the other and told them who God was. Then the Lord spoke to Job. And he said, who's that that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Who's piping off the mouth because they don't know nothing? Uh, you, Job. <laughs> Me, that's how the Lord had to come to us, didn't he? He's God, we're not. He said, gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee an answer, and you're going to answer me. Where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. He said, you tell me, where were you when I made this earth? Is that your land? Do I own that patch of land up in Lawson? <laughs> That's God's land. He made it. Where was I? Where were you when I made this earth? And it says there, and all the fullness thereof. The earth is His. The dirt that we're standing on is His. He made it. And all the fullness that's on this earth. Everything in it. Whatever comes out of it. He made the, it said in Genesis, right? And he, the waters were there and He parted the waters and the dry land come up. That's His land. He made it. He established it in the sea. And He established it after the flood, He says. And the fullness thereof. All the fullness of it. Turn over Psalm 50. That means anything that grows on it. <laughs> anything that's produced by it, in it or around it, it's his. He owns it. Psalm 50. 
We'll begin in verse 7. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, I will testify against thee. I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee for the sacrifices or thy burnt offerings to have been continually before me. I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor goats out of thy folds, for every beast of the forest is mine. Not just the dirt that we're walking on. Every beast of the forest is mine. And the cattle upon a thousand hills. That's his. I know all the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field. They're mine. They're mine. Does that mean that, well, what about the thousand and first hill? Is that man's? No, he's saying every hill, every valley, anything you see on this earth that he made, that's his, he owns it. It's his earth. Everything on it, the, the increase thereof, it's his, he owns it. What does man do? We brand cattle, don't we? Is that what cowboys do? You own horses? You ever brand a horse? Why? That people know it's yours. He don't have to. Why doesn't he brand his animals? They're all his. They're all his. That seems simple. That's important. Mankind ought to know about these things. What about them, them, them fowl flying through the air, them buzzards up there in the valleys and the hilltops? They're his. He owns them, and he knows them. Verse 12 says, If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and the fullness thereof. He said, Well, I ate the flesh of bulls and drank the blood of goats. <laughs> what can you give the Lord that he didn't give you? Well, I'm going to give my time to him. The only time you've got is what he allows you to have. I'm going to give my money to him. The only money you have is his money. You want to render unto Caesar what Caesar's? It's, it, it, that's the easiest thing on the face of the earth, paying taxes doing what you're supposed to do. Whose money is that? Well, it's the Lord's money. He gave it to me. Well, Caesar says it his. Well, he gave me Caesar too, so you just give it to him. <laughs> he turns his heart. Why does man get upset? They don't believe God. That's why. Why do I get upset and frustrated with the government or the taxes or the... I know a man one time wouldn't do the census. And he said, I don't want them knowing where I live. So they know where you live anyway. And I said, you ought to be thankful to do a census. That's why our Lord was born in Bethlehem, Ephrata. Is that right? Herod wanted a new boat. He's going to have a census and draw taxes. Maybe we ought not complain so much. If we know who God is, that starts changing how we act in this world. I owe extra money on my taxes. Well, write them a check. <laughs> Take it. You start handling things with an open hand because that hand that's open ain't your hand neither. It's his. He owns it. We'll get to that in a minute. What ought we to do knowing this one that we can't feed him? We can't give him nothing he ain't already gave us. We can't sing praises without using his air and the lungs he gave us. What ought we to do? Verse 14. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. <laughs> Somebody calls on the Lord. That pigeon holds you. Just cry for mercy. Save, Lord. Save. He will hear you. And you shout, glorify me. The earth is his. And if we have thanksgiving in our hearts, he put that there too. And he's going to sustain it with the fullness thereof just like everything else. We ain't run out yet. Did you know that? The oceans, they call them fish. We've ate out of it. We're formerly the tuna capital of the world. How many tuna's been caught out of there? How many tuna's been ate by other tuna or other fish or whales or sharks or something? That's a whole lot, ain't it? Has it run out yet? No. All that water evaporating to rain on us. 
Has the salinity got out of whack and we all died? No, the fullness thereof. He controls all these things. Think how many trillions of, of, of barrels of oil we pulled out of the uh, oceans and underneath the earth like a bunch of leeches and parasites on his land, robbing it and thieving it and doing ill things with it. Ain't run out yet, has it? The fullness is his. And if he decides to dry it up, that's his doing. He's also said there in Job, he said, Who provided for the ravens his food? <laughs> when his young ones cry unto God, they water, wander for lack of meat. Those birds on a hillside, we think we control everything. We think we can do something. We think we can stop somebody else from doing something. That's foolish. Lord feeds the ravens. <laughs> you fed one of them lately? There's a bunch of them. You ever counted them? No man can. This earth's his, the fullness thereof is his, and he sustains everything. That's his doing. Now back in our text, Psalm 24. It says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The fullness. <laughs> He's kept it full from creation. This cursed earth provides mankind's entire needs. We're all alive. That's what he said whenever he cursed the earth. He said, that ground, she won't produce the fruit, the strength of her fruit like she did before. Vegetarians in glory. <laughs> Nothing's going to die. But them fruit's going to take a whole lot better than what they taste now. The fullness is also his in the understanding. And any increase is his. Any wisdom we gain that he gives, that's his. Any increase at all is his. You can think about that. He must make it grow. We chop down trees. We cut them up for firewood. We chop down his trees. We cut his trees up for firewood. We burn it. And then we eat his beans and potatoes. I said we're tenants, aren't we? We start learning who he is. We start learning who we are. We start seeing we're trespassers. We're thieves and robbers. And we are subject to eviction at a moment's notice. Life's his. He gives it. Is it a vapor? Can he take it at the point of time it pleases him? Right now. Chop you down like a tree. The earth's the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. A young man one time said, I ain't going to die. You don't argue with a fool. They'll break it down to their level and beat you with experience. They, you can't talk sense to them. You can't argue with the fool. You can't explain it to them. They can't, you can't make them understand God has to. He said, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die. I'm going to live forever. I'll never die. And minute, guess where he was about two weeks later? Funeral parlor. Having formaldehyde pumped through his veins. Mm, you're the Lord. It says, in the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Every person that has ever been, is, or shall ever be on this earth that the Lord owns, Provided for by the fullness that's his, they are his. And they'll either be his children or they'll be his servants. You'll either be sons or slaves, but you're his. People say, well, no, they're sheep and they're goats. That's right. His sheep are his sheep and the goats are his goats. Well, what about Satan? That's his devil. That's his dog, isn't it? The vessels of mercy and the vessels of wrath. Absolutely, he's the potter and they're both his vessels. He owns them. Every knee shall bow. And I pray today somebody will see his rightful glorious throne. And they'll bow to it today and not in judgment. I, I, it don't matter what happened yesterday. 
People find out I preach this. Well, I remember, I remember my experience, and they start telling me something happened 20 years ago. I don't care if you believe 20 years ago. I don't care if I believe 25 years ago. Do I believe him today? <laughs> I'm breathing his oxygen today. Do I, I need that mercy today. Not something happened when I was 14 years old. Ain't that right? I need him today. Every knee shall bow, and every tongue is going to confess he's Lord. And I pray we can confess it now. Bow and beg for mercy against that holy God we've sinned against. Not the man upstairs. I hear flippant titles given to uh, God that owns everything. <laughs> if the landlord here, that's where we got that term from. He's the Lord over all the land. If the landlord here came by, you wouldn't just toss him aside and talk honor to him, would you? Well, I'd hope you not. Fools would. I hope you wouldn't. <laughs> but evict you. <laughs> I pray we can call out on the the holy God of heaven and earth. That's called salvation. Because he said he will hear. And we shout glorify him. Verse 2 says, For he hath founded upon the seas and established it upon the floods. This is the Lord. He founded the dry ground upon the seas when he first did it. Then he established his holy justice. He said, This is mine, and I'm going to do with it as I see fit. He sent the floods. That's when justice was established. He will punish sin. It's his right to do so. This is his by Christ owns this world and rules it. It's his by creation. He made it. It's his by donation. He said the Father's given me power over all things. And it's his by administration. He governs every little eyelash that's ever flat that pleases him according to his will. He established that covenant of the rainbow. We remember that, don't we? He told Noah, he said, I'll never flood this earth again like this. And he said, when I see the rainbow... I'll remember the covenant I made with you. What's that, that top color on it? Red. <laughs> when I see the blood, Noah, I'll pass over you. This mighty, holy, all-wise, all-powerful, all-present God of all things, who in the world can be in His presence? It's got to be perfect and holy to be in His presence. Look at verse 3. Who shall ascend? Who shall go up into the hill of the Lord? Who's going to climb that hill? Or who shall stand in his holy place? Who's going to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and climb up to the, his holy hill and then stand before them? Moreover, somebody did climb. Who's going to stand on their hind two legs and look God in the eye? There's a whole lot of people in this world who think they're good and they, can, they deserve it. I'm going to heaven. Oh, really? Why? Well, I'm good. You might be good in my eyes, but you ain't good in God's eyes. You ever heard of his law? <laughs> People worry about how uh, we'll look at that next hour. Abraham's going to sacrifice Isaac. And there have been a lot of arguments I've read this week over how he was tied up and this and that. Law hadn't been given yet. <laughs> Maybe the willingness of the heart's a whole lot more important than the letter of the law, isn't it? Mm, have you not heard the law? We have an answer. <laughs> Verse 4, who's going, to, who's going to sin? Who's going to stand? He that hath clean hands, verse 4, and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul to vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. I'll, I'll just jump the gun and tell you who that is. We read that in John 3. People say, oh, Nicodemus. They quote John 3, 16. You ought to be worried about John 3, 13. No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven. The Son of Man, which is in heaven. 
Who's going to ascend? Christ is. Well, how's he going to ascend? He came down, but he's still there. How's that possible? I don't know. You better ask him. <laughs> better cry to him. Better beg for him. He's the one that has clean hands. What's that mean? Someone that's never sinned indeed. They never took their hands and went and did something wrong. Ever. They've never done anything amiss ever. Is that you? Is that me? If we're being honest with ourselves, I've never done anything outwardly wrong. That's a lie. You've done something amiss. Folks say, I'm a good person. Maybe in your own eyes or somebody else's, but it's how God sees it that matters. Pure heart. Every motive was... We have words for this. We don't understand it. We can't enter into that. Every motive, intent of his heart was pure and devoted to the Lord his Father in every aspect. I can say that. That gives me goosebumps and I don't know what it looks like. We're the complete opposite of that. We drank iniquity like water. His heart was pure. How do I measure up? Can I send on my motives? Can I stand in front of the holy God I've trespassed and offended on my pure heart? Mm. Our phrase in common usage in our days, well, they got a good heart. Do they? Does anyone I know or you know ever live their whole lives seeking the absolute perfect will of God? Not my will, Lord, but your will. No wants. He needed to serve his Father, and he did. He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity. Now, I've had good motives in everything I've set out to do. My hands are clean. I've never committed a sin of omission or commission. <laughs> it's laughable. But on my spare time, when I was off the clock, I sure would like me a new sailboat. <laughs> I'd like a new car. Oh, man, I, I don't want just a water heater. I want one of them tankless ones. Be nice, wouldn't it? Is that going to burn? Is that going to disappear when this earth disappears? I bet it is. You ever made yourself look good in a situation? Is that lifting up your soul to vanity? Well, I mean, I did it. I was contractor of the year. I got a cup that proves it. Maybe I ought to. I mean, hell, it happened. The Lord did it for me. Lifted my soul up to vanity. You ever like something in this world? You think... You think that once in a lifetime, you've had clean hands and a pure heart and everything's been great, and one time you thought, I think I'm going to do that for me. You're guilty of the whole law, the moral law, the Levitical law, the Mosaic law, any kind of law you can think of, ordinances, everything. You're guilty, guilty. Solomon begins Ecclesiastes 12 with, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, for you're young. Remember your creator. Remember who we're dealing with. Holy God that owns everything. Remember him and do it when you're young. You young people, remember him when you're young. Life will be a whole lot easier. And he finishes there in Ecclesiastes 12. Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, all is vanity. Outside of the Lord, it's vanity. Have I ever kind of liked something other than him? Hmm. Be honest with yourself. It's eternal life and death. Might want to get serious about it. Nor sworn deceitfully. <laughs> you ever told a white lie to a child? <laughs> uh, I used to tell my, my kids, I said, I invented the question mark. 
He said, you did? I said, well, I mean, no, I didn't. I, but I did the upside down one for Spanish. I invented that one. <laughs> I was teasing them, you know. Or maybe that, you've been fishing? How big is that fish? It's a little, it, when I caught it, it was this big. Ten years later, oh, man, that fish just keeps, or you hold it out. If you, get, if you catch a fish and it's little and somebody takes a picture, stick your arms out as far as you can. It'll be closer to the camera to look bigger. I saw adults try to one-up little tiny children, tell them about their experiences, being vain. And in a clean heart, they said lies. Not him. Every word that came out of the Holy One of Israel was truth. That's all that was in him. That's all he could ever say. Truth. Truth. He always told the truth. He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul into vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and the righteousness from the God of his salvation. The Holy One of Israel, the Lord Jesus Christ, born of a virgin. We didn't do that, did we? He wasn't conceived in sin like you and I were. He was born of a virgin. He fulfilled every jot and tittle of the law in complete perfection. He had a pure heart for the glory of Almighty God. Absolutely every nanosecond of the day. And he never lifted his soul into vanity. And he only ever spoke truth because he is the truth. He is true. We have the true God. We have the requirements of approaching him in eternity and standing in his presence. And that requirement's Christ. Only he's worthy. He ascended. He stands. What about us? We see who we've offended and how easy that is. I was just writing that down today. I thought, man, as soon as I start a fire this fall, it's rainy, you know. And I thought, I'm going to be like, thank you, Lord, for that firewood. <laughs> that's your wood. Thank you for letting me burn it. <laughs> thank you for the oxygen to light the fire. We see who he is. We see we've offended him, and we can't do nothing about it. We see Christ is the only one that's acceptable. He's the lamb that the Lord provided. We'll sit next time. We need to get that. What about us? I'm a trespasser. You a trespasser? Are you robbing? You ever been at war with God? Ever? You are if you think you ain't. What about us? It says in verse 6, This is the generation of them that seek Him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Who's going to seek Him? How are we going to seek Him? That blind fellow, he asked that in John 9, didn't he? He said, Who's the Lord? I might believe on Him. Where is He for me to seek Him? Which way? Man don't know. There's a way that man thinks is right, and it ain't. <laughs> I've been looking for God my whole life. No, you ain't. You've been looking for a God. You're looking for a golden parachute to get you out of something. You ain't seeking this God. How are we going to find Him? How are we going to seek Him? Where does a sinner even begin to seek the face of God? It begins with God. A friend of mine wrote an article real short. He said, a sinner crying... To be saved already is. <laughs> if you're crying to be saved, Lord, save, you already are. Why well, was saved? Like I said, what about today? You sure about that? Do you still need him? Or you got this in the bag? You got a corner on God? Lord told Jeremiah, he said, For I know the thoughts that I have towards you, 
How are we going to seek Him? He said, it all begins with Him. I know the thoughts I have towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you an expected end. An expectation. A hope. I'm going to save you. I thought about this. And I'm going to save you. That's what the Lord's saying. Then, after He has His thoughts, after He determines in His good counsel, this Lord does anything He wants. Everything's His. He said, I know my thoughts to you, and I'm going to give you an expected end. Then, then shall ye call upon me. Do you choose Jesus? Then, when he works, then you shall call, call upon me. And ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me, and ye shall find me, when ye search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord. <laughs> He starts it. He makes somebody seek him. And he says, I will be found in you. Why? Because he made you seek him. You going to glory in seeking him? No, you ain't. <laughs> he did that too. That almighty God that provided himself as the lamb and provided himself a lamb, he shall save his people from their sins. We shall seek his face. We shall find him and we shall follow him. I've said it a bunch of times. He go to that sheep way out there in the desert and say, oh, there you are. I found you. Well, good luck, buddy. Rub him on top of his head and head back to the barn. No. Break that thing's leg if he needs to. Put it over his shoulder and he takes it back to the other sheep. They're herd animals, ain't they? People say, Kevin, that ain't right. I wouldn't have it any other way. And God's people wouldn't have it any other way. And they give him all the praise for just the way he decided to do it. Christ gets every bit of the praise. We didn't have anything to do with ascending, but we ascended in Him. We have no merit to stand in the presence of the Lord, but we stand in Christ in a place where God is, where He put us, in His Son. And a believer thanks the Lord for that. What makes the body of Christ, His seed, His generation, He's speaking of here, what makes them so peculiar? We looked at that the other day, didn't we? 1 Peter 2.9, But you're a chosen generation. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Semicolon, that's important. That ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness to his marvelous light. What's so weird about these people? This generation, they give God all the glory. I say, I ain't nothing but a sinner saved by grace. That's it. I'm nothing. He's everything. That's weird. I thought you, you founded 15 churches and I thought you did this and I thought you fed the poor and I thought you handed out Bibles and I thought you prayed over people and put your hands on people and I thought you shared a whole bunch of Facebook memes. Knock that junk off. Praise God. <laughs> Give Him all the glory. It's His. Just like everything else. Then there's eternal praise. Lord shows us, He reveals Himself to us. He reveals Christ in us that's already accomplished everything for us because we can't accomplish nothing ourselves. We're his generation. I'm his son. I've been adopted and born and bought and every, whatever angle you can cut it. <laughs> I'm his in totality. I'm not my own. I'm bought with a price. What's left? Eternal praise. Look here in verse 7. Lift up your heads. <laughs> or sleep on, O sluggard. I don't care. It's up to you. Here's a command. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. And be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Here he comes. You want to see Christ? Here he comes. Now here's another voice. Can you ascend? You can't. Do you ask questions from his holy hill? No, you don't. 
the Lord, the Father, ask, Who is this King of Glory? We're singing a song, remember? King of Glory is coming. Who is he? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Who's coming? The victor. The captain of our salvation. Somebody's asked me the other day, so I don't know when to war and when to, when to lay down my shotgun. I said, well, you need a captain, don't you? I don't, know when, I don't know when to wound somebody and when to heal them. I need a great physician, don't I? Where does that leave the warriors and the physicians? <laughs> or the medical staff? <laughs> Us needing him. Don't Who's the Lord? The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, verse 9. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in again. Who's this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. The Lord of multitudes. The Lord of armies. He's the King of glory. Host. He's the captain. Captain has an army, don't he? A position. Better have some patience. This seed as of one, Christ, he brings in the many seeds he produced from him being put in the ground, don't he? He's the Lord of hosts. He ain't the Lord all by himself. And, and everybody else is dead. He came here. He, he, when he, he won that battle. He accomplished something in that battle. He saved his people. Honored his father. Thankfully, it's not just Christ and a handful of Jews of Old Testament. Thankfully, it's not him and a couple of those uh, particular Baptists. Thankfully, it's not him and 144,000 of Jehovah Witnesses. One of them got kicked out. And a friend of mine said, how do I get his fault? <laughs> he said, that's y'all's logic. Thankfully, it's not just the Catholics. Thankfully, it's not just Christ and the frozen Reformed folks. It's just not this denomination or that denomination. That's every bit hogwash. Do you think you've got a handle on this? You think you've got a market? You can copyright God, copyright His gospel. This isn't a doctrine. This is the Word of God. We can't copyright that, can we? It's His Word. <laughs> on His book, in His paper, on the tree that He grew, on the earth that He gave the fullness thereof, that He owns. It's His. Lord said in Revelation 5, They sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, to open the seals thereof, the Lord of our hosts. For Thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by Thy blood. By Thy blood. Lord, You've done all this. You're the victor. You're the Lord of hosts. You're mighty in battle. Because You shed Your blood. And he did it for a people out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. You want to cure racism? Let God save you. You want to cure sexism? Let God save you. That's a, Christ and him crucified, that's the answer to everything, isn't it? My pastor used to say that. Well, you all have heard, him, heard his messages a whole bunch. Black or white, it don't matter. That was, that was pre-65. <laughs> he was a radical back then. What about in our day? Lord save, he saved me, he save anybody. Bow to him, run to him, sing his praises. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and has made us unto our God kings and priests. Who's going to enter the, those courts? You better be a king or a priest. How would I get that way? You've made us unto our God kings and priests. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Anything grows out of it. Anything, salvation comes out 
If it happens on this earth, it's his. Everything's his, ain't it? Now, trials are coming. How are we going to act in them trials? I want to act like a child of God. Don't you? How do I want to conduct my daily affairs in this world? On, on the, at the gas station or on the internet wires or whatever else. How do I want to conduct myself? I want to conduct myself like a child of God. Because I know Him. You see how it escalates everything through you? That's called a new creation. <laughs> That's what that is. That's wonderful, isn't it? Let's pray together. Father, forgive us for what we are. Lord, we're trespassers. We're thieves and robbers. We're at war with you, Lord. Curb this old man. Save us. Lord, put your seed in us. Reveal Christ in us. Allow us to see him. Lord, we desire to uphold your law. Ah, we want to be profitable servants. Glorify your name. and Representative in this world that we live in. Not bring reproach on the gospel that saved us. Not bring reproach on the Lord. Our Lord, our King. That laid down his precious blood, his life for us. Oh, forgive us. We're so prone to wonder, Lord. Thank you for your mighty hand. We're thankful you've made us your children. You protect us, you guard us, and hedge us about, and you keep us, Lord. Give us thankful hearts and kind hearts. It's in Christ's name that we ask it. Amen. All right.